Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me once again. We are live. We are in full effect. We are ahead of time. Normally we broadcast at 3 Central. It's 1 Central. So we are ahead, okay? And um, hopefully it's all good. If I um, I know some of you, y'all will let me know. Well, usually you go at this time and... I wasn't ready. I missed it, and I know y'all like to hear it live. A lot of you guys, I see y'all on the line. I'm listening live, and I appreciate it. I'm so overwhelmingly happy to be broadcasting today. I have confirmed I can be heard. Um, I'm so glad to be here, um, especially in spite of (laughs) retrograde season. My ruling planet is one of the planets that's retrograde, and so, you know, I've lived through enough retrogrades now of my ruling planet to know that, uh, just like I've mentioned to y'all before, a lot of people I know, a lot of people I follow and listen to, they, um, they take a time out when their ruling planet is retrograde. It's just that mine, luckily for me, goes retrograde like over half of the year, Mercury is in retrograde, like three or four different seasons throughout one, any one given year. So I can't just take off every time my ruling planet is retrograde. But I, I do like to give you guys a heads up for anybody who has a report out. Um, I think it's only one that I'm still um, needing to send off. Delay is not denial, not fooling with me because I'm a real one and I'm going to make sure that I fulfill my obligations, duties, and responsibilities. It's just delay is almost inevitable. So um, just as a heads up, if you order any report from me while Mercury is retrograde, even in the retrograde shadow phase, (laughs) um, just give me a week. Normally I do like 48 hours. Um, Just give me a week because it's, it's a lot going on with me and my ruling planet, okay? I'm sure others of you who are who have Gemini or Virgo rising and Mercury rules your entire chart can feel me. So <laughs> thank you in advance for understanding, being patient, which is uh, some of the major keys during throughout all of these retrogrades. Now, Let me not jump ahead. Um, I I was going to speak on uh, Venus stationing direct here at the end of the week, so we get a little reprieve from some of this retrograde activity, but not really because in the week ahead I'm going to talk to you about Pluto going retrograde. We just had Saturn go retrograde. Um, This uh, Saturn go retrograde, y'all, it just went retrograde. Why is my mind slipping? I usually have it on my little calendar here, too. Why don't I know when Saturn went retrograde, y'all? I usually can just spit it off my head. That's prime example. Spirit always does that to let y'all know I'm not lying and I'm not playing. Mercury rules the mind. Mercury rules what we write down. I know I wrote it down. Where is it? And so 
Mercury being retrograde just means it's a little off, it's a little delay. Normally I could just spit it out to you when Saturn just went retrograde. I know it is retrograde. Um, but uh, that's the delay. That's the delay right there. Um, so just be mindful. That really speaks to a lot of what I wanted to mention to y'all today about these retrogrades. Please, please, please practice patience first with yourself. Because it can get, it can be a little frustrating. Like that gummit. I know I just had that. I know I just put that there. I, I just walked in this room and I know I wanted something out of this room. What did I want out of here? Be patient with yourself. It's not just Mercury retrograde for me. It's Mercury retrograde for everybody. It's not just Mercury retrograde for you. It's Mercury retrograde for everybody. So by all means, cut yourself some slack. Cut others some slack. I mean, I know we're not just human. We we have um, supernatural ability. Uh, Saturn went retrograde last week. I knew it. So one day it went retrograde on the Depending on your time zone, uh, it went in the central time zone, it went on the 6th, 12.06 a.m., okay? If you were in mountain time zone, it would have been on the 5th at the very end of the night on the 5th at 11.06 p.m., okay? So we're about a weekend to this Saturn retrograde, but it's like a retrograde freaking gumbo <laughs> right now. And Pluto coming up in our week ahead, I'll mention to you, is just going to join this retrograde party. So please continue to, usually when it's just Mercury retrograding by itself, I'll say, you know, think twice before you say something. Um, Read your text or your email over before you hit send, you know. Think twice before you make a major purchase. You know, when these planets station, after they finish their retrograde phase, and they station direct, and they're back in their forward, natural, regular motion and movement forward, you could, just like it's turning, you could turn, and you could change your mind. Other people could turn. That's why I've been telling y'all, with the Venus retrograde, I'm not going to say don't get into a new relationship in a Venus retrograde, but you've seen what's going on with your girl Mariah, with your girl Janet. I mean, mm-hmm. Some some folks done changed, done turned, changed their mind about some of these relationships they've been in, okay? And so when it turns direct again, it, it the energy is going to shift again. Same thing with Mercury being retrograde. Same thing with Jupiter being retrograde. Same thing with Saturn being retrograde. Same thing with Pluto going retrograde. I'm not, clearly we're not saying don't live your life. Don't move forward on certain decisions, goals, focus, intentions. Clearly, retrograde or not, we still have lunar cycles and phases. So, yeah, you can still make your goals and, and likely achieve them. But keep the retrogrades in mind, and so it alleviates a lot of that frustration. You're not frustrated because you got caught up in some unexpected traffic. You left at a time of day where they never know traffic, but now it's some traffic. Okay, well, you already knew. Shout out to my 21-day challenge overcomers. I already hooked them up and let them know plan. Planning is going to be your best friend. Plan your route before you leave the house. If you pull it up on the app, it'll show you if there's some traffic. You know ahead of time, and you can avoid the frustration. 
plan what you're going to say to somebody if it's a if if it's a, an important conversation that you need to have with somebody. You can't plan for everything. You can't plan for every contingency, but you can plan things out ahead of time. You can give yourself an extra 30 minutes to an hour to get somewhere. So that means leaving early. Yes, it's okay. You can plan things out in advance and alleviate a lot of the stress that's going on right now, and it's going to be going on for quite some time. Um, I went farther uh, than I intended to go without um, shouting out, paying homage to, revering, and honoring our divine righteous ancestors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Without them, we would not be here. And, of course, um, shouting out our fearless leader here at the Inner Peace White House radio channel and frequency, Brother Ampu. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. He so powerfully and ahead of time uh, sent out um, some information in audio, uh, in audio format to us, the network members. I strongly encourage you, if you're not and want to um, link up uh, with Brother Ampu through the network, um, visit myastrologycoach.com and take a look at the memberships and see if any of them work for you. I have been a member for years now. will continue to be a member. Never going to stop being a member if I don't have to. Um, just because I appreciate the information he sends out. I appreciate the reports that he sends out, and I don't have to guess about what's going on in my month ahead. And so um, thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Ampu, for continuing to support us, continuing to lead us um, in in the way of certain information that we just may not know. You don't know what you don't know. So when Brother Ampu says some stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, so that, and then you you get a chance to look into it, research, and you say, well, he got them, and he knew what the hell he was talking about, or ask your higher self and get a confirmation that way. It just it's it's beautiful and wonderful to know that I am linked up with some uh, powerful people who um, have good hearts and ain't after nobody. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, also, uh, Nikki, I know that uh, he and Nikki are still doing the weekly show, and so tune into that. I believe they are uh, either talking about Aquarius or Pisces next, so tune in, tune in. All right, um, last week, we I kind of left off, I talked... Everything I talked about in last week's show, you can access last week's show if you go to the episode information for this show and scroll all the way down to the bottom. It reads, listen to last week's broadcast here. That's in every episode description linking you back to the week before because a lot of times people come here the day I'm doing the show, but I was talking about today, last week. (laughs) I was talking about this week. Last week, this show is about being and staying a week ahead, at least, and the benefits of doing so, you know, um, even though a lot of times, even myself, I'll go back and listen to a show to catch what's going on that day to kind of get a feel for, oh, yeah, this is going on that day. What did I say about this? And it's usually, it's always on point. So, um, today, the the moon is in Scorpio, okay? First of all, let's talk about this full moon before we get to where we are today. We're still, even today, even though the moon is in Scorpio, we are still and will be through April the 26th, which is a couple of weeks away from today, um, 
we are still going to be in full moon in Libra season, okay? Full moon in Libra, the, it may be exact on one day, but it is the energies are, um, they last, okay? The energies last until the next new moon, which is Wednesday the 26th. The new moon on that day will be at 6 degrees Taurus at 7.17 a.m., all right? I, I will not be doing a 21-day challenge for this upcoming new moon season with all these planets retrograde. I'm not going to take a break from my mama's babies or doing the show or offering services, but I will take a break from the 21-day challenge. This, this retrograde season, these retrograde seasons that are running simultaneously and concurrently, they are challenging enough. See, that first 21-day challenge I did in Pisces season wasn't a retrograde. <laughs> we were in the phases of the shadow phases of a few of them, but wasn't a retrograde. The second one is is really proving more challenging, and, and it's cool. That's what a challenge is about. It's about um, pushing yourself. It's about overcoming the challenges so you can see, just like the squares. When I talk to you all about these aspects, the square the opposition, okay? These are challenging aspects, but guess what? Every last one of them come with an opportunity disguised inherently in it. You don't see when it's a square that that's really an opportunity for you to turn a corner, make an adjustment, and make a change. You don't see with the opposition that that's really an opportunity for you to find some balance. In, 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 in the context of two opposing, seemingly opposing things that are really wanting to come together and balance each other out. So challenge means nothing to me, but I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to set myself up for failure and have another 21-day challenge this Taurus New Moon. I will be um, helping y'all out, you know, giving y'all some tips and tricks here on the show as we get closer to that new moon. Of course, the week ahead when we talk about that new moon, um, on, on Wednesday the 19th when we talk about the new moon there the next week on the 26th, I, of course, I'll hook y'all up. I'll hook y'all up. You know I will. But the full moon in Libra, whew, okay, full moon. <laughs> full moon is already about this intense energy, right? Lord, people ticking, lunaticking, and you know, just on full, just really showing the fullness of who they are one way or another. Um, if you're thinking about it in terms of the intentions and the goals that you set up for yourself at the, at the Aries new moon, that this full moon is a short-term answer to, then, you know, you, you'll see instead of, you know, the people being on full and ticking, you'll see the fullness of what you have desired and gone after and worked hard for or smart for, okay? Um, thank God uh, with my challenge overcome, 21-day challenge overcomers, we are really seeing, even amidst all these retrogrades, because we set focused intention, because we went with the flow of, of every day of this, not only 21-day challenge, hell, we started the 21-day challenge on the new moon in Aries. And every day of that challenge, in keeping with the uh, moon phase, because it's, it's more moon phases than just a new moon and a full moon. You know that, right? You know we got 
a quarter moon in between each one of those. After the full moon, we're going to have a third quarter moon, okay? After the new moon, we're going to have a first quarter moon, okay? In between, the, that's four. We went from two new and full to four because we added the two quarter moons. Well, don't you know it's four more other than that? So I'm not saying if you're just going according to the full and the new moon, you're not going to get the most out of your uh, moon magic or your lunar work. What I'm saying is that if you have a conscious awareness of all eight, even better. You see what I'm saying? You can be more precise. You can be more potent in your work. Um. So full moon is definitely about the it's harvest time. It's harvest time. All those seeds you've sown, okay, you've watered those seeds throughout um, since the new moon started. You still, you still, at, at the point of harvest, I mean, come on, think of a farmer. At the point of harvest, are, are you still planting seeds? Not necessarily. You're tending to your harvest. You're gleaning and reaping what you can. You're you're at a certain point in this full moon. The, the full moon, like I said, the full moon cycle is going to last for two weeks until the next new moon. At a certain point, you can imagine that some of the, there's four going to be four more lunar phases or three more in between now and the new moon. And at one of, at some of those points, yeah, we're going to be pruning and trimming off the dead, you know, stuff to prepare to plant seeds again when we get to the new moon in Taurus. So, yes, the, the, the energy has definitely shifted since yesterday's full moon. And, and so the moon is now waning, okay? It is appearing to decrease in size in the sky. Um, I, would, I would venture to say that, let me look at my moon calendar here real quick. I would venture to say that the potency of the full moon Yesterday, of course, the day of the full moon, perfectly strong. Um, today, I say if you're doing, still doing like new moon, full moon rituals and stuff like that, I still think today is a good one to, under the light of the full moon to do it. It's still looking quite, quite full. Um, and maybe tomorrow. After that, definitely, I mean, even now the moon is waning, but the potency of the full moon. After tomorrow, I would definitely say, you know, that's when you're like everything that you that didn't produce the results you wanted. You scrap it. You scrap it. You can't do a damn thing with it now. You can't plant now at this phase of the moon. Ask any farmer if there are any left. <laughs> Ask them. You're not planting right now. You are you're attending to your harvest. Period. Point blank. Okay, let's just say you were really harvested some fruit, okay, or some vegetables. You're picking them, you're taking them inside, you know, um, usually there's somebody in the house that's like chopping stuff up, canning them, um, uh, putting them up, storing them, preserving them. Come on. It's still work to do. It, It may not be planting season, but it's still work to do. Don't give up on your Aries new moon goals intentions and focus. Don't don't lose focus. I know that's easier said than done with all these mercury mercury retrogrades, especially um it's with all these retrogrades, especially mercury retrograde. Y'all hear it now. Y'all hear the you you hear 
my ruling planet <laughs> having its way with me during this retrograde season. So if y'all continue to bear with me, I'm going to keep doing these shows. I'm not going to stop doing shows because Mercury is retrograde. I just refuse to do it. I ain't going to let Mercury retrograde get the best of me. Y'all hanging in there with me? I'm going to hang in there with y'all. Okay, so... Um, full moon and Libra uh, energy lasting over the next couple of weeks. Keep in mind the full moon astrology. I told y'all last week this full moon was right in alignment, is right in alignment with Jupiter. Full moon in Libra and Jupiter is retrograde in Libra? Same thing. That's called a conjunction when they share the same area of space. So whatever has manifested for you at this time, Whatever has revealed itself to you fully illuminated, I want you to expand your awareness enough to be content with it. It may be a challenge. You may not be in Mama Dada's 21-day challenge, but you may be living out your own challenging experience. But we're not victims. We're not pitiful. We're powerful. We're powerful. We can expand our awareness, which tends to give shift our perspective. You're just looking at something through, you know, a lot of times we look at stuff real subjectively. We, don't, we only see things from our perspective, like a tunnel vision, you know. And a lot of times it's, it's just expanding that perception and awareness that allows us that Jupiter is about the big picture, it's about seeing the big picture. It's about the expansive view of a thing, of you. And that may be the very thing that gives you direct and immediate access that nobody can take away from you. Can't nobody make you, uh, can't nobody prevent you from developing a new perspective? Can't nobody uh, prevent you from seeing things from a, a higher perspective? Can't nobody prevent you from rising above the BS and the foolishness and seeing that there is much more to life than this one thing that I'm focused on. If some of your Aries no moon intentions didn't materialize fully by the full moon, guess what? First of all, we're going to have another new moon in just two weeks, so all is not lost. <laughs> and also, we're still in the season of this new moon phase. This one is so powerful, y'all. I talked about it ahead of time. You know I did. This is the first new moon cycle of the entire new astrological year. We wrapped up so many cycles during Pisces new moon season and the and the corresponding full moon that we had there, I believe that was in uh, 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 Virgo. So if we wrapped up all these cycles with, with that full moon in Virgo, what, how many cycles do you think we starting here in Aries new moon season? What does that mean, Mama Daughter? We starting all these new cycles. It means that everything you feel, it matters. Everything you feel right now matters. What you thinking? Right now, it matters. It matters if you're thinking you ain't shit. It matters if you're thinking life is a bitch and then you die. It matters if you're thinking that nothing ever goes right for me. 
It matters if you're thinking on a negative level versus the level that Jupiter conjunct this full moon is wanting you to get on the vibration of, which is happiness and contentment within yourself. You don't need a man to be happy and content with yourself. You don't need a million dollars to be happy and content with yourself. You don't need everybody to put you on a pedestal and worship at your feet to feel happy and content with yourself. You need you to be happy and content with yourself. You need your perspective and awareness expanded. That's how, If you're not happy and content, all that means is you need to go higher. All that means is you need to go further. Where you're at, it ain't there. And you don't need a car. Take it from me. You don't need a car, a vehicle. The only vehicle you need is you to get there. Nothing's holding you back. Nothing's keeping you from your goals but you. And the only reason you're keeping you from your goals is because you just don't know. You need to expand your awareness. You need to ha- get access to some higher learning, some higher education. You need to go on an adventure. You need to go on a long-distance journey. You need to get access your sense of humor. Maybe if you have a good laugh about all this stuff that you're, especially at this full moment with the emotions so intense and on full, maybe you need to have a good laugh with yourself. And that alone will open up and expand your aura to receive and perceive more. Do you realize when you're in a negative attitude and frame of mind, that's where the subjectiveness keeps you stuck? Just introducing a sense of humor about what you're going through can expand you. You know what? For example, you know what? Not real life example, but just throwing it out there so y'all can think of this in a different way. Well, you know, I didn't get the job I was going for. Uh, I went, I filled out the application, got all the way to the interview process, and, you know, they probably already had a candidate picked out anyway. You know what I mean? Like, they just probably had a quota to fill on how many people they were interviewed so they could say they made it fair or whatnot. <laughs> the, I Clearly, there's something I don't see right now about where I'm supposed. It's a, it's a if if you want a job, if you're one of those people who actually wants a job, likely there's a job out there for you. Everybody don't want a job. Likely there's a job out there for you with your name on it. But if you say to yourself, "I'm the very opposite of Jupiter, which is Saturn," well, I only want to work in this industry, and I only want to work these hours, and I only want to work in this city, and I only want to, which is fine. It's fine to have standards and, you know, uh, goals. You know, this is ideal for me. But I want you to consider this Jupiter here that wants to expand your awareness and take you higher and offer you an adventure of a lifetime. If you just dare to see whatever you're going with, dealing with from a bigger, from the bigger picture, okay, that way you get access to the happiness and contentment that can't nobody take from you. Somebody not giving you a job that you apply for, they can't, that, that ain't going to affect your happiness and contentment because guess what? All that means is, well, we know it ain't that one. That means I'm moving closer and quicker to the one that is for me. What's the point in getting upset about it? 
Go out. Go. You ought to reward yourself and celebrate that you followed through on the process. You're doing what it takes to get a job. Eventually, you're going to get one if you keep doing what it takes. So moon, this full moon in alignment with Jupiter is talking about direct access to love. This is the energy that's coloring our next two weeks, y'all. Luck is on our side. Rewards are on tap for us, even if they're just, quote, unquote, just emotional and spiritual growth. That's expansion. That's advancement. That's going higher. That's awesome. Um, For any of you, for any of us, who are I got lucky here so full moon. <laughs> so I got I I have I'm sad super saggy, so my freaking I'm ruled by Jupiter in a lot of ways and so I experience luck frequently. Um I can't I, I Jupiter is also about morals, okay, and what you believe. Jupiter is also about, you know, um the law and justice. Um Jupiter rules some elements of legalities and court cases, okay? So Jupiter's about making just right, quote-unquote right. I know that that's a thing, you know, as far as a lot of people, including me, not necessarily believing in right or wrong, but there's an element of rightness and justice and um, and law that Jupiter governs. And so um, some people think that you're lucky, let's say, that you go to pay for something, and the, the cashier gives you back too much change. Some people think that's luck. I don't. I don't think that's lucky. I think that's, number one, it's very unlucky for the cashier because when their register comes up short, they're going to have to account for that. Likely it's going to be documented on their employee file. I've worked in retail before. Yeah, you they get dinged. They may not get fired. It just depends on what the shortage was. They may not get fired, but they will be documented, and it will be counting against them uh, if that happens, um, especially here with Mercury retrograde, Venus retrograde that governs money. Like a lot of those instances can come up. I don't think that's being on your side. That happened to me the other day. Lady, you could tell the lady was kind of mercury retrograde <laughs> a little frazzled, you know. And so I think just in her frazzlement, frazzlement, I love it when I make up words. I think in her frazzlement, um, she that's what caused her to give me back too much change. Hell, she gave me more back in change than I gave her to pay for the stuff. And so uh, I just showed her my hand, and I gave her back in one hand what the the overage was. And it was like she almost didn't want to take the money back. It was almost like she was too embarrassed that she made that mistake and didn't want to take the money back. Now, if she'd she'd insisted I keep it, I wouldn't feel bad about that one. But she got over her embarrassment pretty quick. She was like, oh, you know what, I did give you that, 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 and she took it. I, I had told somebody about it after it happened, and they looked at me like I was boo-boo the dang fool. Like, are you extra stupid? You got <laughs> – why would you give somebody the money back if they give you too much change? Duh, you keep it. I said, no, I ain't about that life. That that ain't the come up I need. I don't need somebody else to go without for me to come up. Now, if I find a random bag of cash 
I don't know who to return it to. Ain't no ID attached with it. Ain't no address attached with it. That's going to be my lucky day for real right there. But when I know who the who the money rightfully belongs to and stuff like that, I find money in the on the ground all the time. So that's the stuff I don't have to feel bad about. But the person made me feel like I was extra stupid for giving it back. Not even 12 hours later, less than 24 hours later, I came across 10 times the amount of money that I gave back to the lady. And I went to the person who told me I was extra stupid for not keeping it, and I gave them the money I had found. And I told them, this is what God, I'm talking about, I'm still talking about Jupiter here. I'm talking about justice. I'm talking about the law. I'm talking about morals. I'm talking about what you believe. See, I believe that I am taken care of by the omniverse, by the creator, creatress, God, God is absolute, him, herself. So I don't need somebody else to go without for me to come up. My God provides all my needs according to the riches and the glory of the multiverses. Some little chump change mistake don't mean nothing to me. And then less than 24 hours later, I get a a come up that I don't have to feel guilty or ashamed about. I like to sleep peacefully at night. I don't want to be wondering who I screwed over and what's going to come back on me as a result just because I thought I needed a quick come up. It ain't coming up if you if you got ulcers and bleeding internally because you riddled and racked with guilt and shame. So that that's not Jupiter. That's not happiness and contentment. That's not optimism and generosity. Generosity that Jupiter speaks on is what I was able to uh, share with the person who thought I was so dumb for not keeping this money. The full moon season, which we have two more weeks left of through the new moon on the 26th, get intimately acquainted with, with Jupiter energy. Get intimately acquainted with contentment. With yourself, you don't have to please a damn body but you. People looking upside my head because I don't live my life the way they want me to live it. Oh, you should have kept that. That was stupid. Oh, baby, but I'm content and I'm happy and you can't take it away from me, even if you tried. I'm not only just content and happy, I'm I'm optimistic. I got access to, look, more than enough, even if it is just emotional and spiritual growth. That's why I say just in quotation marks, because there's a lot of people out here that got that money. They got their monties, but they, what I say, they got awesome can't sleep, got insomnia. That shit ain't Jupiter. (laughs) That's a low vibration of Jupiter when you're greedy. That's low vibrational Jupiter right there when you're self-righteous. Just because you would keep some money that didn't belong to you and you knew who it did belong, just because you feel comfortable with stealing, you won't look upside my head because I don't. That's low vibrational Jupiter. That's self-righteousness. You know best for everybody? Do you really know what's even best for you? Why are you trying to tell me what I should be doing, crooked and sideways, looking upside my head? So I want y'all to get Jupiter is still retrograde, so the beautiful part about that, y'all, 
is that we're still in this retrograde Jupiter phase where we're going back over this area of space where Jupiter already moved through forward um, before. And we're getting to go back and rediscover some opportunities that we may have missed for luck, growth, and abundance. We may not have seen it the first pass, but we're getting to go back through it. And depending on where Jupiter retrograde is transiting in your chart, um, you know, you can rediscover some luck and abundance. Jupiter for me is going through, Jupiter retrograde for me is going through an area of my chart that deals with chance, games of chance, chance, enjoyment. If I'm not enjoying it, I don't enjoy stealing. So my luck probably not going to come from that. I do enjoy, I enjoy being honest. I enjoy being trustworthy because People fool with me. <laughs> I know how I feel about dishonest people, and I don't fool with them. And so because I, people know if, if there's a misunderstanding or something that I'm going to put it all out on the table. I ain't never scared to deal with no truth. I'm a super Sagittarius. I'm a warrior for truth. So embrace the Sagittarius Jupiter ninth house energy in your life during this next two weeks, and you're going to be glad that you did. Um, Sun conjunct Uranus is a major element of this full moon uh, sky, and so there's there's some positivity in that, too, that you can glean. Uh, uh, Uranus talks about breakthrough. Uranus talks about flashes of insight and awareness. Uranus is a um, energy that that uh, it's high vibe, it's uh, electric, you know, so it's like um, stimulating and it moves really fast, you know. So you could feel a little restless, especially with all these retrogrades and everything. You know, I want to move forward in this, and I'm ready to go here, and I'm ready to zoom, 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 zoom. and and that leads to like nervous tension or impulsive action because you you come, you know. You're met with a moment in time where you feel like you can just act on some stuff real, real impulsively, and that could, you know, lead to some risk taking that is unnecessary. Um, sun being in alignment with Uranus is also talking about unexpected changes. Okay, you know, sudden unexpected events, um, possible disruptions that could be upsetting. Um, and, you know, and disrupt that contentment and happiness that we're aligned with with Jupiter. So the thing with Uranus that I tell people all the time is just to remain flexible. I used to say it back in the day, you know, flex on them. If something come up, just flex on them. Look, something sudden and unexpected or disruptive pops up in your life, flex with it. That's probably why it popped up on you in the first place. When we one thing about Uranus, Uranus governs the future. It governs Aquarius. It governs that eleventh house. So it governs the future ahead of time. Uranus governs astrology. That's why we stay ahead here at Mama Dada Astrology. Because hell, what's the point in knowing some astrology if you don't damn stay ahead with it? And knowing that this Uranus energy is prevalent and prominent in this full moon in Libra season over the next two weeks for us, the best favor you could do for yourself is to get ahead of the change. 
instead of waiting on a disruptive, upsetting, unexpected event to force you into change, and that's why it's upsetting you, (laughs) why don't you allow that, why don't you be the impetus and the initiator of that change energy and you initiate the change? How? By, look, for instance, varying your routine. Well, you know, I normally just do this, this, and that during the week, and I just, you know, that's just been my schedule for years, and I'm not going to change it. Okay. You don't have to change it. But if some sudden and unexpected and upsetting come along and disrupt your little routine, you can't get mad. You're just going to have to go with that flow. You're going to have to flex with it. You're going to have to be flexible and adapt and change then. Oh, change is inevitable. We're not going to avoid it just because we don't want it. I don't want to change, so I'm not going to. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> you're just going to be upset about it if you're forced to change versus you implementing the changes you want by spearheading the change. So I'm going to encourage you, if the sun is conjunct Uranus, that means at this full moon, the moon is opposite Uranus. And that's bringing in our emotions to it, emotional upset. Turmoil in our relationships, um, our our emotional reactions to change, um, imp- likely impulsive ones. Once again, if it's something we didn't expect, you didn't expect somebody Venus still retrograde. You know when these planets station, like it Venus is stationing direct here on Saturday at the end of our current week. You know when these planets station, everything, uh, all the energies related to that planet are really up for dramatically showing themselves to us. So, yeah, on Saturday, it may be a relationship uh, event that unexpectedly impacts your emotions one way or the other. If you're vibrating high enough, likely it'll be good. And then even if it's not, if you're vibrating high enough, likely you can flick and adapt and flow with whatever change somebody may want to thrust upon you. So it's fine either way if you're on that high Jupiter vibration. Um, But it can really be with the emotions in Uranus, with the moon in Uranus, in opposition, tug of war potentially. It could be dramatic and chaotic, okay? We're talking about, with the moon, we're talking about subconscious here. Okay, subconscious urges that you don't necessarily consciously think about day in and day out. But it's there. It don't go away. You thought you stuffed it down. You thought you suppressed it. Uh Uh-uh, it's still there. And at a time like this, it could pop out. It could come out. Uranus is in Aries, too? Oh, yeah, come out. And so these ways that you want to break free, these ways that you want to rebel, these ways that you have a need for excitement, you need to initiate that. You need to, you know, I'm not, especially with all these retrograde, uh, whew, Lord, I, I, I thought I had mentioned to y'all, don't be doing nothing new with y'all's hair with a Venus retrograde, and most people are having these issues with their hair. It's like, do y'all not have an astrologer that told y'all don't do, if you have not done it to your hair before, don't try it now. <laughs> so as much as Uranus is about a new thing, you know, and then you initiating that new thing, I want you to consider if it is related to Venus, beauty, hair, appearance, art, 
your money investments. Please don't wait. Just Venus, stay, Venus goes direct this Saturday. So by all means, and I wouldn't do it on that day or really close to that day because the energy is still, you know, turning, and it ain't it ain't got up to speed yet. Give it give it some time. Give it a week. Wait till like um, really wait till after the new moon if you're gonna do something new. Wait till after the twenty sixth. But when I'm talking about Uranus energy, I'm just talking about varying your routine. Look, go some inject something in your routine that's different, but not completely new. Just like me, I bought a new face mask. I had one here. Uh, uh, um, y'all know the beauty treatments when you do the mask, and I had bought a new one, but I had one at the house already. And when I got home and read the ingredients on the new one, I said, you know what, if I can't pronounce it, I might not want to put it on my face. And I looked at the one I had bought before and all recognizable ingredients. And so there was an example right before my very eyes. When it's something related to beauty in a Venus retrograde, if you've done it before, it's safer, okay? Probably less risk of complication or disappointment if you're do, if you're um, doing that, so by all means, um, prepare, expect the unexpected. Whenever Uranus is involved, expect the unexpected. Don't act brand new. If somebody pop up out of nowhere, this, that, or the third, and make and and a strong reaction from you because all of this energy is retrograde. I want you to pause. When you feel that emotion coming up in your chest like you want to say something or do something, I want you to pause. That's the Uranus impulsiveness, okay? That's the moon emotion. That's the fullness of the moon. I want you to pause, though. If You can't stop it from coming up, but you, you can stop yourself from reacting, and instead, give yourself enough pause long enough to respond versus react. That way you have the power is in your response. It don't take no power at all. You can be as pitiful as you want to be and be out here reacting to all kind of stuff. Somebody, uh, uh, the wind could just blow and you just, oh, somebody touch me, I'm going to fight. No. Let that wind blow, catch the breeze, <laughs> cool off. And say, hmm, now what do I want to do about this? That's what, when I'm telling you to think twice before you say something, this is what I'm talking, this is an example, this is a reiteration energetically with this Uranus um, involvement in this full moon season to do the same thing. You don't have to worry about tension coming from impulsive actions or unnecessary risk-taking because you didn't give yourself pause. Oh, I don't give a damn if Uranus governs electricity and stimulation and the energy is just flowing fast and hard and hot and heavy. That's, that doesn't impress me. What impresses me is that just like electricians and just like electric engineers, you can direct the flow of energy. You can't stop electricity from flowing, but you can direct it. You can tell it where to go. You can tell it how to flow. Okay? We're not subject to Uranus. Uranus is subject to us because 
we can consciously choose how we want to engage to the energy. Once again, you can sit up here and get in your little comfort zone. You're in this command <laughs> that we get out of our comfort zone. You ain't got to worry about no upsetting conditions happening to you when you you live in, you thrive on change. You thrive on, look, all, each of these new new moon phases. Hell, Aries' new moon season was just the first one of the year. Guess what? When Taurus season come up, we get to switch it up. We get to change it up. We get to switch up the routine. Okay, this was conducive for Aries' new moon season with a Venus retrograde on it. But at Taurus new moon season, Venus is, Venus rules Taurus. Venus gonna be direct, so we gonna we gonna tweak it a little bit. We're gonna shift the way we approach the new um, lunar cycle. Moon square Pluto is also um, an aspect of this full moon season, and of course Pluto is power. Y'all know that, and square is a challenge. We've been talking about challenges throughout the show. And we are and earlier in the show we already said how we deal with the square. Once again, willingness to adjust, willingness to adapt, willingness to turn a corner. Cause all it is is showing and proving who we are. Anyway, oh, we can we can make a little adjustment. We can turn a corner. We can we can uh, make a a compromise for the sake of the relationship. But Pluto is the power struggle. Okay. Well, you know, I run this and, you know, I control this and, you know, uh, I'm I'm going to manipulate this and I'm going a, I'm to a guilt trip on you on this. You go, I'm going to make you feel guilty about this and you're going to be jealous. I'm going to make you be jealous and feel jealous. I'm going to bully you because, you know, I'm flexing my power, so I'm going to bully you. And this could play out in any scenario, partner, parent, Child, business partner, friends, siblings, neighbors, and so these things, uh, with especially here at the full moon, they could be exposed fully. And this is where you get to flex your power, but not to manipulate, control, guilt trip, or make somebody jealous, or be destructive or compulsive. Your power is flexed because you get, once again, with Pluto, with Uranus, with Jupiter, all the energies affecting this full moon we done talked about so far. Once again, you get to choose how you want to engage the energy. Once you know about it, you get to make a conscious choice. Everybody don't know that the moon is conjunct Jupiter in this full moon, that the moon is conjunct Uranus and of opposite Uranus and the sun's conjunct Uranus. Everybody don't know that the moon is this full moon, that they look up out of the, at the sky at night. That don't mean nothing to them. They likely don't know the full moon is, is in Libra. That don't mean nothing to them. But I bet you if they knew what the astrology means in layman's terms, like I give to y'all every week, that they could put them, they could empower themselves. Come on, Pluto. They could empower themselves instead of trying to manipulate something. Well, I don't know how to empower myself, so let me just do what I know, which is try to manipulate some people and control them and make them feel guilty and bully them and harass them. That's low vibrational Pluto. When you see that kind of behavior, you know they don't know what the hell to damn do. 
and that gives you a, a new awareness. That expands your awareness. You get to see a bigger picture through them that they have no damn clue what to do, so they're doing the best they can with what they know, which is not good. If, if you're seeing manipulation and jealousy in, the, in, in another then you know that they don't know, likely don't know how to access higher vibration. Because I don't think anybody would know and just choose, you know, unless they're influenced by an alternate spirit. You know, that's real too. You have to consider that. When it, Pluto also governs the mysterious. Pluto also governs the metaphysical, the and the occult, and the hidden things. And the psychological issues, you don't know what all people going through and got going on, and they sold off, throw away mine. Everybody is not living life in a mode to improve and advance and grow and expand. Some people, they gave up. They, they surrendered to these lower vibrational entities. That's the danger about vibrating low. You might fuck around and get comfortable there and these other lower vibrational energies attach themselves to you and you can't vibrate higher. So I want y'all to take y'all's personal Pluto, y'all's natural way of being powerful and not pitiful, and I want y'all to choose not to retaliate. Mm-mm. You got to retaliate. Guess what the best revenge is going to be? The higher vibrations of Pluto, transforming yourself. Look, <laughs> you know, I know you don't fool with me because I'm, you know, uh, looking all caterpillar to you, but guess what? I'm going to transform into this butterfly real quick and fly away on your butt. <laughs> Take that. And I didn't need to manipulate or make you jealous or try to control you to do it. I just needed to control me to do it. Your participation is not necessary. You and your low vibrational entities can go on. So you don't have to retaliate. You don't have to control others. Uh, Your conscious awareness of the energies helps tremendously, whether you realize it or not. So if you listen to this show, you likely you good. And and you'll be even better if you can see this and other people identify it and know how to disengage. Uh, 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 um, Maya Angelou and Linda Perry, who's a musician, I believe she was in that band Four Non Blondes. They were both born at a full moon in Libra. Um, I saw a hand up earlier, and I just didn't want to take a break while I was because last week. I talked about a lot of things that were leading up to the full moon, but I didn't really get to get into it like I just did, and I'm about to give you all some horoscopes. So hopefully you put your hand down because I've either answered your question. And if I have not, guess what? You're about to get some horoscopes for your sun, moon, or rising sign. If you, It is so important if you can, if you have access to the time you were born, to find out what your moon sign, especially if you're a woman, to find out what your moon sign is, even if you're a man, that's going to help you with this your emotional nature and, and, and see what perspective and angle to come at your emotional nature from. Your time of birth is also going to give you your rising or ascendant sign. Sometimes it's the same, sometimes it's not. If you're a sun sign cancer, but your 
moon sign is in a fire sign like Leo or Aries, and your um, rising sign is in a earth sign, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your cancer sun is not going to express itself like a cancer sun, cancer moon, and even cancer rising. So these different elements of your chart, they play out, especially that ascendant rising sign. It plays out. If you want more help with that or need some, you know, help with that, just in, uh, the one-click email access to me in the episode information, just click and go. It'll go right to my email, okay? All right, drum roll. going to start out with my Libras, whatever um, sign the lunation, like this full moon in Libra is occurring in. I always start with that sign. For, for my Libras out here, um, of course, the, it really is uh, show-and-tell time for y'all. It's like show-and-tell time for y'all. Y'all standing at the front of the classroom, <laughs> all eyes are on you, and everybody's looking like, huh, what did y'all manifest by this full moon in your sign? Um, and so if you, if you are... Um, enjoying the rewards of some hard, hard, smart work you've done, Libra. That's just Omniverse's way of patting you on the back, saying, great job, keep it up, okay? If you're experiencing setbacks and delays right now, it's likely due to areas you've been irresponsible in, lazy or reckless, or just simply lack passion. Take it as a sign. Either this, if you put your all into it, uh, you know, maybe it either needs adjustment, tweaking, or just isn't for you. That's all things for you to, um, you can get with an astrologer and look at that more in depth and get some more clarity and understanding. Or, of course, you can always go in. That's the beautiful thing about a full moon, y'all. When the emotions and, the, and everything's intense and on full, you've got some really potent, powerful energy to work with. So... Um, Maybe you're just not passionate about it, Libra, and just need to scrap it and here at the Taurus New Moon, try something else. Um, and in the area of your relationships, Libra, uh, you got your answer. <laughs> you got your answer fully illuminated to you. If, you. if you're going to continue to act like you don't know now, that's, that's on you. But take whatever answer, energetic answer you got here at your, this Libra full moon, and carry it with you through the remainder of this season and wrap up anything you need to wrap up, Libra. The moon is waning now, it, and it's conducive to anything you want to release, let go, surrender, scrap, okay? And you can renew something uh, later on next new moon cycle. Capricorn, the full moon in Libra for you, is really emphasizing the hard work aspects. I, I got a chance to talk to um, one of my favorite Capricorns the other day, and they were having issues with a lot of these 10th house, which is the Capricorn house, which is the house that this full moon is occurring in for all of my Capricorns, sun, moon, and rising. Uh, that issues regarding that hard work is what have been fully illuminated. Now you see clearly where you need to work harder or smarter or harder. I know it's not a Capricorn thing to get in touch with them emotions and that heart, but I want y'all to consider something new. Okay? 
the, the, the moon is in opposition to this Uranus, so you may be fighting a tug of war with the new, with the, the breakthroughs, with the changes that you need to make. But the, it can be a perfect balance, Capricorn, if you're willing to be flexible. If you're willing to be flexible and if you're willing to engage your own very energy at the highest vibrations, no, it's not fun to discipline yourself. But it will bring you rewards and success and fulfillment from the hard, hard, smart work that you did put in. You've hit a high point here, Capricorn, with this full moon. So if you perceive that you have failed, just try not to be hard hard on yourself. That's not going to help you going forward. If you perceive that you have failed, utilize this waning moon to scrap what's not working. I was talking to y'all about clearing and releasing at the full moon. Maybe, Capricorn, you need to clear and release all the ways that you do not vibrate in your highest Capricorn frequency. Okay. Shouldn't nobody be out Capricorn in a Capricorn except a Mars in Capricorn? <laughs> You can be any sign and have Mars and Capricorn. Mars is exalted in Capricorn, and they just might out Capricorn to Capricorn. But other than that, nobody should be out hard, hard, smart working, y'all. Nobody should be out successing, y'all. And if you if you need to make some adjustments, make them. But being hard on yourself ain't gonna help. Okay, Aries, Mama's Aries. Um, y'all are dealing with the full moon from the aspect of relationships, anybody outside of yourself, okay? Probably these other people in your life that this full moon energy is really popping up through. It may just be through these other people that you're experiencing these intense encounters and interactions and and experiences. Um, but I want you, seventh house, thank God, Aries. I know this is very opposite your natural energy. The seventh house is very opposite the Aries first house. So it's about as far away as you can get. But just like I talked about before with this oppositional energy, when you see it, yeah, it can be a tug of war, but it can be the opportunity for the perfect balance now. Y'all going to have to bring it, though, Aries. Y'all going to have to be the ones that bring the balance. Y'all going to have to be the ones that, uh, initiate and finalize any compromises or commitments. Y'all don't have to be the ones that work to keep the peace, the tactfulness, the diplomacy, the harmony. I know it's very opposite y'all energy, but I know y'all got access to it and can and it can balance y'all and any relationships in y'all in your life out. It's gonna make you feel better, Aries. Just try it. It's gonna make you feel better emotionally, and it's gonna put you in a position to make some great decisions where you don't have to scrap every relationship in your life. You can just make some adjustments to bring some balance, okay? Cancer, for you, the full moon in Libra is lighting up your fourth house of home and family, also your fourth house of your inner emotional foundation. You feeling at home within yourself, Cancer, okay? So this full moon is either it's, it's intensifying emotion surrounding the home for you to deal with it one way or another, to either show you that you need to be even more committed to certain things about the home, about fortifying your emotions internally and supporting yourself and being there for yourself, Cancer, 
or it's 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 intensifying to show you, you know what, this really is not working. I really need to be, you know, uh, giving stuff away and trimming things, trimming down, you know, what I got because I need to move. <laughs> During the, you know, new moon and Taurus season, I need to be setting some intentions and goals to move. So it, either way it's going, Cancer, you you got to be there for you if ain't nobody there for you. And I know it's people there for you. But you got to be there for you first and foremost. Support yourself. Encourage yourself. Tend to your emotional needs, Cancer. And strengthen yourself internally. Aquarius, for you, the full moon in Libra is uh, illuminating the area of your life dealing with your ninth house, your beliefs. What what do you believe, you know? Something showed up for you, Aquarius, that is related to what you believe and where you're headed in terms of long-distance journeys, adventures, higher learning, okay? And so, or or something could have been coming to completion, like finishing a, a, a big project or a course of study, Um or you may have been put in a position where you had to defend your beliefs. The emotions was on full, and your beliefs came under target, and you had to go there one way or another. You know, you were given an opportunity to identify even more strongly with what you believe, or you're being given an opportunity to, you know what, mm, I don't believe as strongly as I thought I did about that. Let me, as this moon is waning, let me let that go. Let me clear and release that. So, um Either way it goes, Aquarius, you have access to some really positive energy. Ninth house where you're having this full moon transit is the very house of Jupiter that is in direct alignment with this full moon. So you have access to Jupiter and through an additional um, uh, energy through this house transit. And so, yeah, you, you all have access to even more positivity and a sense of general well-being in emotional situations. Whatever is going on, Aquarius, take it higher. See it from a larger perspective. Catch a bigger vision for what you're dealing with, and you will fly. You will pass with flying colors, okay? Gemini, the full moon in Libra for you is in your this house of fun and romance and enjoyment. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Fun and enjoyment and romance and dating and children and games of chance. Um, this is beautiful. This is where I'm having my full moon. That's why I laugh, y'all, because I'm loving it. But what I'm loving about it, and I got to speak to my Geminis and my Gemini risings and my Gemini moons because I'm living this shit so I can speak on it. Um, at a full moon. In your fifth house, a full moon, when the emotions are intense and on full, (laughs) in your fifth house, no, it's not happening in your seventh house, but that don't mean that other people in your life, others, period. A full moon not just happening for Geminis and Gemini rising, a full moon is happening for everybody. And so once again, everybody don't know what time it is. Everybody don't know the astrology. <laughs> Everybody don't know what's going on. And so they, they're they more 
victims. They're more pitiful instead of powerful because these things are just, they're unconscious of what's going on. So things are happening to them. And a lot of them feel powerless and pitiful and helpless and victims. And those people, if they're in your vicinity, they may impact your life. Now, you got the nerve to be having a full moon in the fifth house of fun. But you know these lower vibrational entities ain't having none of that. And so, yes, I have even been dealing with people who, <laughs> they don't, they don't, if they're not having fun, they don't want you to be having no fun. And so, my Geminis, if you're dealing with these type of people in your um, environment right now and over the next two weeks while this full moon and Libra energy is still going, I want you to rise above. I want you to take this conjunction conjunction to Jupiter that, that this full moon is making. And I want you to rise above it because there's no reason to have a full moon in the fifth house and not be enjoying your life. I think the day before the full moon, the day of the full moon, and even this rising, like stuff, just starting my day out with just energies and vibrations, it's like, Really? No, 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 not when I'm having a full moon in the fifth house. Guess what? <laughs> I'm going to rise above this. I'm going to keep my eye on the prize. I'm going to keep my eye on my Aries new moon season goals, intentions, and focus. I'm going to keep my eye on my full moon for um, shout out to my mama's babies uh, who got their full moon report. I'm going to keep my eye on my full moon report and, and what I need to be um, keeping in mind and the energies that I need to be um, engaging with consistently and on a high vibration. And I'm telling you, I'm having <laughs> a lot of fun. It hasn't been without the people who are ticking, lunaticking around me, trying to bring me down to their level. Once again, I told I told y'all in the beginning of the show, can't nobody stop you from being content and happy but you. You can tick all you want to. You can tick right on up out of here. Ain't nobody studying you or your lower vibrational energies and entities that you entertain. If I was still a Christian, I would rebuke every last one of them, but since I don't go for all that anymore, I'm just going to rise above it. No rebuking necessary. All right, Gemini, you definitely should be, um, it may be coming up because you have to settle these issues within the context of the relationships with people you love. It don't have to be dating and romance, a romantic partner. It could be with your children. It could be with your roommates. It could be, but the, these issues are rising up with people that you actually do love, and you know that they love you. You just know that they're ticking. They, they're not going to be ticking at the new moon. It's the full moon. They're ticking, and they have no freaking idea what time it is. So they're feeling helpless and powerless and and victims. Um. But it, it can also, Gemini, it can have, this period of time can actually aid in you growing closer to someone you love, okay? It could go either way. Because of the intense emotions, you could grow closer or you could walk away from it. And, and during this waning moon, you could be releasing it, giving away stuff that, you know, you were dating somebody and you had a lot of their stuff, giving it back. You're releasing it. You're clearing and releasing all these ways that you have connected possibly. This is just an example, connected to some people that, you know, you, it's just been fully illuminated for you by now. You shouldn't be connected to them. They're not any fun. You're not enjoying it. <laughs> You're having a full moon in the fifth house. They can get on. 
uh, creative energy is also a fifth house thing, um, Gemini, and so um, that can be intensified. You could utilize that to get closer to a creative project or to release it and let it go. Whatever is going on, Gemini, give yourself a creative outlet, okay? That's what that's what why I think these full moon rituals, whatever moon phase it's in, I, that's why these um, practices are so fun because it gives you something to put your energy and intense emotion into. You can you can meditate and focus on the things that you can do to affect the change you want to see and be in your life. That way, these little low vibrational imps not even bothering you. Oh, they did what? I, I just found out here at the full moon. Uh, what, when was that? I just found out uh, a long time ago, a group of people I was associated with a long time ago, that they just let me have it, that these people, the, I'm sitting here putting in work, helping and doing things on behalf of the group, and little did I know I was being sabotaged and talked about and all this stuff in the background. Baby, let me tell you. It didn't affect me then because I wasn't studying it. When you're focused on the higher goal, you're not worried about low vibrational stuff, even when it's going on and you don't know about it. You don't know about it because you wasn't studying it. You wasn't focused on them. You were focused on them goals. Does it Look, check it against your goal. Does it have anything to do with my goals, yes or no? If the answer is no, I don't even see it. <laughs> I don't even acknowledge it. All right, Leo, um, for you, full moon is happening in your third house of projects, of ideas, your Mercury third house, okay? So um, you more than others, you and who else, who else, who else? You and Taurus, okay? Leo, you and Taurus are dealing with this full moon from a from a house perspective that has a mercurial influence on it. So y'all more than others, although I would include Gemini and Virgo in this as well with Leo and Taurus, I want y'all to consider the impact that Mercury being in retrograde is having on your next two weeks. I really want y'all to think twice, right? I really want y'all to practice patience. I really want y'all to plan ahead, and it's going to serve you. It's going to serve you during this full moon um, season where things are already intense. Leo, for y'all, the intensity of the full moon could push you to finalize things regarding your schedule, small projects, um, communication, you communicating openly and connecting your heart and your mind and um, saying what you need to say, communicating what you need to, and 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 endeavoring to have, to gain some understanding. Uh, Leo, I want y'all to focus on listening. Okay, I know third house is about talking and communication, but communication goes both ways, not just talking, but listening too, and not listening so you can see where you can get in to say what you want to say, but listening so you can understand. Okay, your Leo nature naturally wants the spotlight. I want you to try to share the spotlight a little. The third house is a mutable house. So you, the more you're willing to adapt and be flexible in these areas of communication, be willing to listen and not just talk all the time, it's going to benefit you over the next couple of weeks. Sagittarius, super Sagittarius, 
I want you to keep in mind that you're having the full moon in Libra from your 11th house of friendship, group association. And it may be over here over the next two weeks what's been shown to you as of the full moon season that you just need to leave a, a group alone. You need to walk away from a group, okay, Sagittarius. Or you may be shown that you this is the group for you. And you know, uh, commit even more so to it. Um, uh, you can definitely uh, see yourself making progress with some hopes, wishes, and dreams that you have about your future, or you could decide to scrap that, okay, one way or the other. The, a full moon is the sun opposite the moon. So it's going to be a tug of war or it's going to be the perfect balance. If you find yourself in a tug of war, can't be no tug of war if you drop the rope. You may have to drop the rope and scrap it. If you are going to continue to engage and endeavor to find balance and harmony in the opposition, then, yes, it's going to require a renewed commitment to putting in the hard, heart, smart work that it takes to balance out a tug of war situation. Taurus, um, Sagittarius, you may find that you're actually a little more emotionally detached with this 11th house full moon transit for you, okay? So if you're not feeling so emotionally intense, that's that's why. Taurus, for you, um, work and health is on tap for you for the next two weeks. As it, as it relates to you releasing and letting go and clearing out. It may be something in your daily routine that just got to go, that this full moon showed up for you and said, guess what? You can't eat no more pork ribs. <laughs> you can't eat not now another pork rib because we have shown you fully what that pork rib do. <laughs> so it may be... It may be something in your in your health routine, your daily routine, your work routine that got to go. It may be something that you need to commit yourself to more fully and take more seriously. Okay, I had this bout with dehydration. I need to make sure that I am on point with my uh, my water intake. You know. Um, but in keeping with the clearing out and the clearing and releasing, um, anything that is inhibiting you, so that points back more towards the pork rib than the water because we're talking about things that here by the full moon, if you didn't get what you wanted, you're going to have to make some adjustments. Maybe it's them pork ribs that's keeping you from the high vibration you need to be on to get what you want. Pork ribs and a million dollars not on the same frequency. may have to make an adjustment. You may have to let go, since we're talking about work here, you may have to let go of this nine to five that make you feel like you're living in hell every day in order to get to do something every day that you actually are passionate about and enjoy. Okay? If you're fit, Taurus, the sixth house can stress you out. Because it's real nitpicky and detail-oriented. I don't want you to get stressed out, especially at a full moon with all this intense energy. I want you to be willing to eliminate things in your lifestyle that, that have been fully illuminated to you that are not working 
so you can make room to do some new stuff starting next new moon season that are going to work a lot better for you. Okay, good. Thank good. Thankfully, the next new moon is in your sign, Taurus. Thankfully, Taurus is ruled by Venus, and so you should. You have an opportunity coming up here to set off a new energetic yearly cycle for yourself, particularly Taurus, that that can add some ease and some comfort to what you're going through. I just want you to consider now some of the stuff you got to clear and release in order to get there. Virgo. Virgo, you are dealing with the full moon in Libra from the perspective of um, finances, yeah, second house, that's that money, honey. Um, and so definitely some things could could have come to light for you, this full moon in Libra, uh, that lets you see, yeah, I'm going to have to buckle down on this budget. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop all this frivolous spending. Yeah. I'm going to have to clear and release all the ways that I go over budget constantly or clear and release the ways that I don't budget at at all. And as a direct result, at the end of the month, end up having more, uh, what they say, more bills than money. Oh, more months. (laughs) Got more months at the end of your money. That's what this full moon been about for you. And especially with a Venus retrograde on it, it's saying, if you have not, we started this cycle out with Venus retrograde, Aries new moon season with a Venus retrograde. Venus is still retrograde at this full moon. So that you got to color that into your next two weeks, even though Venus stations direct Saturday. We're talking about a house, Virgo, that's ruled by Venus. The second house, the Taurus house is ruled by Venus. This is where you're having your full moon at. And so you, more than anybody right now, need to be re-evaluating, reassessing, reconsidering, taking a second look at, going over again, giving it to somebody else to look over, consulting with a, a money professional, because you need to be clearing and releasing some of these things that's keeping you from your money, and this is a divine time to do it here over the next couple of weeks. So you can have more stability in your life. So you can have more security in your life. And I want you to consider Virgo this second house because it governs self-esteem and self-worth also. Oh, yeah, that's tied into your money, honey. How do you feel about you, Virgo? Do you appreciate yourself? Do you think that, do you feel better about yourself when you done spent a whole bunch of money that ain't in your budget on stuff to make you feel better about yourself because you don't have that within yourself to feel good about? So you have to feel good about it in things or you have to, I saw somebody had a cup. Uh, it was a flask. It was an alcohol flask. And on the alcohol flask, it said, it reads, uh, uh, I think it says something something about excuse me while I get awesome or a cup of awesome. And it kind of, you know, rings familiar to how a lot of people use or misuse or abuse certain things in order to make them feel good about themselves. Now, you awesome after you down a flask of alcohol. That's the only way you awesome. You see what I'm saying, Virgo? It's within you. And when you begin to feel good about yourself after, as you're, as this moon is waning, Virgo, and you're clearing and releasing all these attachments that you have. Second house is the house of possession. 
It may be some physical stuff you need to get rid of. If you got a flash that say, I'm going to get ultramonics, I encourage you to clear and release that and throw it away. Because your awesomeness ain't found in a flask or nothing else outside of you, Virgo. It's all in you. And you start, that's what this whole Venus retrograde been about, Virgo. So you're getting two weeks here to really hone in on this energy to say, great government, I'm priceless. I'm worth more than rubies and gold and diamonds. I'm damn sure worth more than some alcohol. Lord, that makes me. And and see what you begin to open your aura and your energy and yourself up to, especially as we head into this Taurus new moon season where you get to access this energy all over again from another perspective. I'll tell you more about that next week. Okay. I don't know why I got stuck on you, Virgo. You and Gemini, probably because we're, Mer- we're Mercury ruled and we just needed a little extra love this week. And y'all know I will give it to you. Scorpio. For you, the full moon is talking, it's going through this 12th house for you. So it's perfect, Scorpio, because the full moon is already about clearing and releasing, and the 12th house is about even more of that releasing. The 12th house is the final, last house. So it's the perfect house for endings. It's the perfect house for surrendering and accepting and releasing and letting go. It's awesome. Um, Something likely manifested at this full moon for you, Scorpio, they just made it really abundantly, perfectly clear. You got to let it go. You got to let go message two ways, Scorpio. And look, three ways because there's an element of releasing. They're in the second house where Taurus has rulership, where I've just been talking to Virgo and Taurus about that's where you're collecting stuff. That's why I was telling Virgo they may have to literally physically get rid of some possessions. Um, but in the eighth house where Scorpio has rulership, Scorpio, it's about the same things that you were um, that you have as possessions. You release them in the form of sharing them with another. So it's it's another kind of releasing in your Scorpio energy, but definitely with the waning moon, and definitely with this twelfth house. It's it's just three different ways, glaringly showing you Scorpio to free yourself. Um, you may. Uh, you may kind of keep to yourself during this couple of weeks, Scorpio, which is perfectly fine because when you got energy of endings on top of endings, on top of releasing and endings like you do, it could be emotional. It could be emotional. Just like I was saying earlier, how many people want to discipline themselves? Probably not a lot. <laughs> how many people want to let go of some stuff? Probably not a lot. But that's what you're being called to do, Scorpio, and it may be emotional. So take some time out and nurture yourself, practice extreme self-care, meditate, pray, get off by yourself, not to sulk and get depressed and engage with negative low vibrational energies and entities, but because in this place of meditation and prayer, and indulging your imagination and your spirituality and acceptance and forgiveness and letting go is where your peace is, your inner peace that nobody can take from you, okay? Lastly, Pisces, Pisces, oh, my God, oh, my God, Pisces, please. You are the very energy of the 12th house. I want you to meditate, Pisces. I want you to get by yourself, uh, close off. I know how y'all do. Y'all close off in that room. 
y'all shut that door and won't see hide nor hair from y'all um, until y'all have to leave. Do what you got to do, Pisces. Um, you're dealing with this full moon in Libra from an eighth house perspective, which is very serious. Eighth house has a tone of serious. Eighth house is ruled by Pluto. Pluto ain't playing with nobody ever. So, and it's psychological. Whatever you're dealing with right now, Pisces, is probably hitting on some psychological levels. So it's not, it's not, a, this ain't area space where you plan. This is the area of space where tab, things that are taboo is. This is the area of space where, um, you know, obsessiveness and extreme energy is. And so at, during the full moon, when the emotional energy especially is already intense, I want you to consider your own psychology especially, the things that you're holding deep, 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 deep down on the inside of you that this full moon in Libra probably just shone a light on. Eighth house is a house of, I just told y'all, eighth house, Scorpio, Pluto, that's all talking about hidden, mysterious, occult, occult means hidden, occult things, mysterious things, metaphysical things, things behind the veil, things you can't see on the surface because they're so deeply entrenched in your psychology. The full moon illuminated that, okay, and it may have brought it out. But it, it it was brought it's being brought out Pisces because it's necessary that you deal with it head on. It may be in you dealing with the head on Pisces that you, especially during this waning moon, waning full moon in Libra season, that you get to clear and release some of the ways that you do hold stuff deep inside and don't let it out. The full moon shone a light on it for a reason, not so you could stuff it right back down. Try it now. Try to stuff it down in a waning moon, full waning full moon phase. It, 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 you have the potential to have a greater understanding and, and keener awareness and insight into your own psychology. So by all means, take it seriously. Um, probably don't have to tell you that with the eighth house full moon transit. You're probably just in serious mode if you know a Pisces. Let them make it. Leave them be. Don't don't even come in no Pisces sideways right now. Let them make it. They going through. Let them go through. Let them go. Don't even try to help. Don't even try. You can't help somebody's psychology. So just leave them be. Let them go in a room and close up and let them be. Now, I done told you. <laughs> um, you definitely Pisces almost more than anybody. You need to have an outlet for these intense, extreme, and deep emotions during these next two weeks, okay? Uh, eighth house, um, the water house, it's emotional. Pisces, I want you to drink as much water as you can stand. I want you to get by some water. I want you to uh, get a little $10 fountain from Walmart. I can't believe I said that thing on the air. Get a $10 fountain from a dollar store or something, and I want you to let that water run and let the calmness of that water just soothe your subconscious. You don't know consciously what it's doing, but I promise you it's going to feel better. I want you to engage with this water energy on the highest vibration that you can. I want you to soak in a tub, Pisces. You hear me? So your little herbs and your oils and all that in there is going to raise that vibration and help you detox emotionally. 
okay? You finally done got some stuff to come up and come out. Now you got to release. Now you get to release it, okay? Wow. I spent a lot of time talking about the full moon today, so much so that we only have 25 minutes left, and I haven't even gotten into the week ahead yet. We're still talking about a full moon that's going on right now. But, you know, I'm spirit-led around here. I'm an empath, so I'll go with the flow of spirit. And apparently we needed to hear it in some other ways, and I needed to break this energy down for each of the signs. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's your full moon in Libra. Enjoy, <laughs> especially if you're a Gemini having it through the fifth house. You have no excuse. Um, to yesterday. Uh, the moon went void just for a handful of hours. Um, as of yesterday evening, 5.41 p.m. Central, the moon is already in Scorpio. It's in Scorpio now. I started the show mentioning that, but I, I felt like I had gotten ahead of myself and I wanted to back it up on this full moon tip. But t- right now, today, the moon is not in Libra anymore, although the full moon and Libra energies carry through the next two weeks. The moon is officially in Scorpio now. Yes, that same Scorpio, that same eighth house, that same Pluto that we've been talking about all this time. Um, so we're that the moon being there means we are emotion we are being emotionally satisfied by we are emotionally craving in our own different personal ways right now. Of course, when I'm talking about Scorpio, a water sign, I got to take a drink of water. Um, we're craving all things hidden. Okay, and mysterious. That's why this eighth house Scorpio Pluto energy governs research and investigation, and I like to direct it primarily at that psychology. That's the you're gonna get the best bang for your buck if you're gonna don't stalk nobody Facebook page, don't stalk nobody Instagram, stalking your life. <laughs> That's the best way to get emotional satisfaction out of this moon and Scorpio energy. Stalk your own life. How about that? And and you really get some you get some bang for that buck that you're putting out there. What is it benefiting you to stalk somebody's social media? I'll wait. Somebody raise a hand in on the on the phone line and tell me how it benefits you or anybody else to stalk somebody's social media. That's very Scorpio. That's a very Scorpio thing to do, but it's very low vibrational Scorpio. And we don't, we don't, we don't hear at Mama Dada Astrology, we don't encourage low vibrational activity simply because we don't be, want to be responsible for the low vibrational entities that attach themselves to you when you do engage in that type of behavior. So what I would encourage y'all to do, the moon's going to be in Scorpio uh, through Friday. Through Friday, early rising. Friday at 527 a.m., the moon goes into Sagittarius, okay? So between now and then, if an impulse comes up, if a a lower vibrational impulse can come up, especially if you're not used to vibrating on these higher frequencies, it can happen. It happens all the time. It happens to me all the time. I get thoughts come to mind, and then it's like, no, (laughs) I only want to do that. Uh, you know, uh, it, it flashes of insight or inspiration comes up from inside, and it's like, hmm, I, I, I could do that. It's like, no. <laughs> so if, if, if any of these lower vibrational thoughts or inspirations come to you during these few days, 
where it's like, you know what? Uh, and it may not be conscious. It may just be like an, a, a jealous awareness. That's low vibrational Scorpio. It could be an obsessive awareness, like you just catch yourself ruminating over and over, especially emotionally. Scorpio is a water sign, so it's talking about your emotions specifically. And something comes up in your emotions that, that makes you obsessive or jealous or um, think about being manipulative or controlling or bullying or harassing, then you, once again, with your conscious awareness, you gain an opportunity to choose. Now that you know, you can choose. When you see that pop up, no, what I'm going to do instead is release this primal power. Pluto Scorpio is power. I'm going to release this primal power that's coiled up from the inside of me into a creative seed. Pluto and Scorpio is transformation, death, and rebirth. I'm going to kill this jealousy, and I'm going to allow the rebirth, the powerful rebirth, to take place inside of me instead that says I ain't got to be jealous of nobody. I'm going to sit up here and drink my water, and I'm going to be inspired by my own power to affect the change and the transformation that I do want to see to replace this that I don't. I don't want to be jealous. That's not going to gain me anything in this life. I don't want to be pitiful. I want to be powerful. Jealousy is pitiful. It's just as pitiful. Manipulating other people is pitiful. What is powerful is transforming your emotions to where they work for you instead of against you. You got all this time and energy and emotions to be stalking somebody's life and Facebook and all this stuff. Hell, you could be... H-House Scorpio, Pluto is the energy of a legacy. You could be leaving a legacy of power instead of a pitiful legacy of stalking. (laughs) You want your babies to learn from you how to stalk people's life? Or you want them to learn from you and see that and allow them to see in, in your example that Okay, I know little Johnny upset you at school today, but guess what we're going to do? We're going to transform. We're going to transmutate this. We're going to kill that emotion that wants to be upset and feel like a victim about what little Johnny did to you, and this is what we're going to do for little Johnny. We're going to go to the dollar store, and we're going to put together a little packet for little Johnny, and we're going to give it to him tomorrow. And we're gonna we're gonna give it to him, and we're gonna be thankful. We're not gonna say it to him. We're gonna be thankful even now that every hater in our life is simply our motivator. That's what you do. That's how you that's how you access power instead of pity. Well, little Johnny, he hit me, and little Johnny, he oh, okay. So little Johnny is motivating you. What is little Johnny motivating you to do? Well, I just want to kick little Johnny, and I just, well, that's pretty pitiful. Why don't we do this instead? Why don't we give little Johnny a, a, a token of our appreciation for him inspiring this teachable moment for you to realize another aspect of your own personal power? You didn't know how powerful you could be until little Johnny did what he did, and now you get to choose what you're going to do. So keep that in mind. That's just my little take on 
Scorpio. I love Scorpio. My mom's a Scorpio. So the, this look, look, this intense, extreme, uh, 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 taboo that I ain't scared of none of that. Uh, this is that. This is that energy when the moon's in Scorpio, where if there's a door marked "enter at your own risk," that it makes you want to go inside of it even more. And I'm just encouraging y'all to enter at your own risk your own psychology instead of somebody else's life. The power lies within you, not in any other person. If you look outside of yourself and think somebody else is more powerful than you, then that just shows you how pitiful you're being or acting. And it should be, now that you have a conscious awareness of it, a divine reminder to step inside of your power and step outside of the pity, okay? Um, some some power moves you can make while the moon is in Scorpio um, that will satisfy this need and this urge. See, you just you don't recognize it when you're trying to stalk somebody's page. That it really it, you may not recognize what it really is. It may not recognize that you can transform and change that behavior into something more productive. Scorpio governs the eighth house, another monthly house. So once again, with the second house, you may not see how you feel in a certain type of way about yourself. Well, I'm stupid, and I can't do anything right, and da 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 da. How that affects what it attracts to you, money and everything else. And the very opposite sign, Scorpio, in the eighth house, you may not see how really destructive, manipulative, jealous, obsessive behaviors are limiting you. And how if you make the necessary adjustments and transformation, it can really be a benefit to you, potentially monetary, yes. Shared resources. Some power moves you can make um, while the moon is in Scorpio is, um, <laughs> Scorpio is the high, uh, Pluto is the higher octave of Mars, and y'all know Mars is sex, it governs sexual energy. So Pluto is like extreme and intense sexual energy. Under this energy, you can have a really healing sexual experience. Marvin Gaye was on some Scorpio-ish faux show, um, but that sexual healing. It's not like this lust-filled, oh, 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 got it. <laughs> it's the sexual healing that comes from going deep and being intimate, okay, with someone on more than just superficial physical levels. Um Deep diving, this is the energy of deep diving, okay, doing a detox, a colonic treatment. Um, um, I told y'all Scorpio and eighth house has an energy, a, a sense of release to it. So um, taking out uh, taking out the trash, recycling, clothes you want to give away, stuff like that, that could emotionally satisfy you during this time. Uh, anything deep, getting a deep tissue massage, you know, um, even allowing someone else in intimately is a way to indulge this energy high vibrationally, being emotionally honest with a friend, you know, um, and then any kind of purging, like I said, with the clothes, old stuff, um, uh, keeping or telling the secret to. Um, celebrities that were born with Moon and Scorpio, Beyonce, Mariah Carey, Bruce Lee, Bob Marley, Will Smith, Nelson Mandela, Snoop Dogg or Lion, I don't know if he's still Snoop Lion. Um, Alanis Morissette, Weekend, Eddie Murphy, Whoopi Goldberg, and Raven Simone. So they know a little, little something, something about Moon and Scorpio, naturally. 
Okay, uh, tomorrow the 13th uh, at 1117 p.m. tomorrow late night, the moon makes a trine to Venus and goes void for five hours and ten minutes. Um, uh, And then there, uh, where is it? Okay, then on the 14th, so yeah. The moon goes void there on the late night on Thursday the 13th. The very next day, I told y'all at 5.27 a.m., the moon goes into Sagittarius. So we have a weekend of the moon in Sag. And so this weekend has the potential to be really fun. Sagittarius is adventure. And um, uh, oh, my little, sorry, y'all, my little computer notes. Um you're going to want to be out and about. Sagittarius does not want any boundaries. Sagittarius does not want to be hemmed in, take it from a Sag. Uh, <laughs> so get, don't put your, this ain't the weekend to, like, be on a schedule, you know, or I'm going to just work the whole weekend. Not this weekend, you're not. <laughs> if you do, you're not going to like it. You're you're going to be, want, you're going to just be ready to bust out. So go ahead and plan for some fun, um, for some release of energy. Um, Sagittarius is more like a sporty energy, so, like, get outdoors and go for a walk, ride your bike, be in motion. Sagittarius is a fire energy. It's passionate. How do you contain a fire? Like, you can't. It's It's gonna go anyway, so you might as well go with the flow of it. Um... Expand, allow yourself to expand and do something different or new. Go on an adventure this weekend. Enjoy, indulge your sense of humor this weekend. You know, learn something. Um, do something related to horses. That's kind of a sad thing to do um, also. Uh, I'm running out of time, y'all. I know I am. I already talked about sun. Con- sun conjunct Uranus that's a part of this full moon. Um, it is exact tomorrow. It's exact at 11.30 p.m. Central Time, Sun Conjunct Uranus. So we've already talked in depth about that, but that it does go exact then. Then Saturday, April 15th, um, 5.18 a.m., Venus finally stations direct. Now, like I said, I know it stations direct, but it does not leave the zone until May 18th. So the more time you give it to get Flowing again in its regular, normal, forward motion, things related to money, things related to beauty, things related to art, things related to your appearance, things related to your possessions, the better. Okay? The, the more time you give it, the better. But things should be kind of working themselves out. Now, if you didn't pay attention to the Venus retrograde, you know, suggestions that I've been giving about Venus retrograde, you went ahead and said, oh, I'm just make a real big purchase while Venus is retrograde. Oh, well, I'm going to chop off all my hair or try this brand new hairstyle I've never done before because I just want to do it now. I don't want to wait till after May 18th. Then while Venus uh, after Venus turns direct is when you may notice just how horrible of a decision that might have been. I'm not saying that it's going to turn out bad. What I'm saying is Venus direct, while it's still in the shadow phase of the retrograde through May 18th, from April 15th, you, that's when you may notice when, when now, okay, now Venus is back in direct motion. You done got into a brand new relationship with somebody you just met 
you know, while Venus was retrograde, and it may not be till Venus turns direct that people, you know, they may change their mind. Well, you know, they don't know Venus was retrograde, but, you know, hmm, two weeks ago this seems like a really good idea. Now, not so much. <laughs> so this is uh, Venus direct is a good time to pay off debt. Um Yeah, and and it may just be a time of some financial hardship if you didn't do the retrograde Venus the right way, if you didn't take precaution, if you didn't, you know, heed the warnings, okay? Um, Venus is square Saturn in the Venus direct chart, and so that even more kind of hints. It's a square, that's the challenges and tests, and it's Saturn, the hard work, the lessons, you know, the, the the heaviness potentially. Um, it's also karma, so there's a there could be a faded element to anything related to love and money and all that. If you are experiencing hardships financially or in your relationships, um, because you didn't necessarily know all the Venus retrograde stuff, didn't follow it or knew it, didn't take it seriously, didn't follow it, and in this direct phase from the 15th of April to the 18th of May, um, you know it could be a price that you have to pay, okay? Um, It could be a heaviness or a seriousness that attaches itself to this thing you really wanted. Well, I really wanted this big purchase. I really wanted this new relationship. I really wanted this new haircut or style. Maybe a price to pay for that, okay, or or just um, a responsibility, Saturn type responsibility. You 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 got a Saturn karma. If you do what you do, it's consequences that come with that, and so that may be the heaviness or the burden that you feel. Just you, know, you signed up for it. You you made a hard bed, so yeah, it's not the most comfortable bed to sleep in, but you made it. So, yeah, you have to take, Saturn says, you have to take responsibility for it. Or you're just going to have to endure the heaviness and the harshness that comes as a result of it. Um, so even with all that said, there could be relationships that are surviving and thriving and improving, okay, and new romances successfully starting. I just want you to be prepared that you could, there could be some, Saturn can be blockages. Saturn can be delays, okay? It doesn't have to be just this horrible thing. Um, but if, if it's the real thing, hard work don't mean nothing to you. If it's the real thing, obstacles don't mean nothing to you. What obstacles? Once again, this full moon conjunct Jupiter. We can rise above this. We can expand our awareness. We can see a bigger picture. We can still access contentment and happiness within ourselves that's going to benefit Jupiter, the great benefic. It's going to benefit our relationship. This might have to fight hard, harder. This might have to prove where you didn't have to prove it before, okay? Um, uh, Saturn also can be very critical. Uh, there can be some criticism. Um, from people that you're in relationship with, maybe from some Saturnian people in your life. Saturn governs governs elders, parents, mentors, um, authority figures, bosses, okay? These people might be bringing, uh, you know, influencing your life by way of some criticism or harshness or delays or restrictions. They're blocking you. Um, So be prepared for that. 
you can rise above that too. Um, if some people did come back in your life while Venus is retrograde, now that Venus is going to be direct Saturday, this could be the time that they leave you. It could happen. Or um, uh, th- these people could um, be maybe when, as Venus going direct, and you maybe get back with somebody. Well, hell, the person you just got with, and all that, and that's a whole drama field situation now. So once again, nobody shouldn't have been initiating them in a Venus retrograde relationship-wise, easy ways, because knowing that when it goes direct, some things can switch back up. So that's why. That's why we give the Venus retrograde suggestions and warnings and watch out for this and don't, whatever you do, don't start this because it's directly related to Venus. If, it, if, if what you got is good and it's golden, then what Saturn can bring, which is high vibrational, is some patience, okay? Saturn can bring patience. Saturn can bring endurance and long-lasting. Like I said, if it's real, if it's true, you're going to get your committed partnership. You're going to get your lasting partnership fooling with Saturn, even if it is a square to Saturn. It just may require you to turn a corner to get there. It may require you to make an adjustment to get there. It may require you to prove yourself to get there. It may require you to do some hard, heart, smart work to get there. Okay? But this is all karmic. All these retrogrades and all this stuff, that's the, uh, the two shows ago when I was talking about all the karmic influences of these retrogrades, you know, everything matters right now. What you think, what you say, what you do, who you're doing it with, it matters. I know we're running out of time. I got two minutes, and I'm just now getting into the week ahead. I'll have to cover most of it next week clearly, but what I will mention, of course, we start out the week with this um, moon in Sagittarius, Um when the moon goes into Capricorn Sunday, things can get really serious. But you can get a lot done. You can be really productive in Capricorn energy, but it just may not be. The weekend's all fun and stuff, and then here comes Sunday, the moon enters Capricorn at 6.04 p.m. Central, and it's like, okay, work time, you know, work week about to start, all that stuff. We got a Venus sextile to Mars at the beginning of the week on Sunday. That's beautiful. I have that in my natal chart. It's just a beautiful relationship between the feminine Venus and the masculine Mars. That's even better. We got a sun trying to Saturn there on Monday. More good energy, especially as it relates to our relationship to Saturn energy. The moon's already in Capricorn. Saturn rules Capricorn. So once again, we're having this opportunity to have a good relationship with Hard, heart, smart work. It don't mean nothing to us if we get the success and the rewards that come from it. We don't mind putting in that hard, heart, smart work. And Wednesday, we have a last quarter moon in Capricorn that's going to give us another opportunity to turn a significant energetic corner towards fulfilling all of our new moon and Aries goals, intentions, and focus on our way to this new moon in Taurus where we get to try again or come at our goals, intentions, and focus from a different new angle. I love y'all so much. Wednesday when I get back on, I will pick up um, where I've left off and we'll get into the rest of these retrogrades. Um, 
ran out of time, but I just really wanted to love on y'all in this full moon and Libra energy. It's the first full moon of the year. It's in Libra that governs relationships, and we all got those. So it's important. I, I don't mind taking time out and, and going with that flow if it means we get some strong, powerful, beneficial relationships that we can carry on our the rest the rest of our lives with uh, as a result. Stay connected to Mama Daughter Astrology, my astrology coach. One click email access to me. Subscribe to the service Astro Love Gifts. I appreciate y'all and thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace.